This came in our, uh, I think we were a Pandora family on the drive to New York. This song popped in just whenever I was like, we got to stop. We got to stop. And you were like, now. woo, And then go. this thing hit, and I was like, let's go. We're going to get there. It's not a problem. Welcome into the Plank Show Hour 2. If you missed Hour 1, uh, we carried over a conversation about captains uh, from the T-Row and the TJ show, uh, T-Row and the morning oh, show. Oh, captain, my captain. Some good text on it. We'll, we'll revisit it at the bottom of this hour. But right now, uh, we're pumped to be joined by one of our great partners on the Riverwind Casino Jackpot Line. He is John Rogers with Purple Wave. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about some of the great stuff you have going on over at PurpleWave.com right now. What's some of the latest? Yes, uh, this week we have over 1,200 assets selling on uh, PurpleWave.com. We uh, segment our, our industries by or our auctions by industry. This week we have a, an equipment and vehicle auction, and also we have strictly a construction auction on Thursday. Uh, so if you're uh, in the construction business, we have uh, oh, over uh, 75 uh, skid steers selling. We have over 50 uh, excavators selling. We have asphalt equipment, pavers, dump trucks, backhoes, cranes, and RVs. You can learn more by simply going to purplewave.com and They've got an email or an email list that they'll send to you. But John, so many new listeners tell people what Purple Wave Auction is all about. Purple Wave Auction is an online only, no reserve auction. We come to the location of the seller. We take all the pictures. We do the listings. We upload them in an auction. They're online for about three weeks, and they sell to the highest bidder, regardless of the price. And as you said, you make it easy. So let's say it's. Uh, it's land you've inherited or it's it's something that you've bought and there's a bunch of tractors and things that come with it. Like you said, John, you come out and you make it easy for everyone. Yes, our uh, motto is straight, simple, sold. <laughs> uh, you don't have to do anything. It's a turnkey operation. We take care of the pictures, the listings. Uh, we even take care of the title work. And uh, we do the collections and send you the money when it's over. And the people that buy it are the ones that come to pick it up so you don't have any uh, costs in moving the assets. Uh, there's currently a vehicle and a equipment auction that's going on right now. You mentioned the construction equipment one on Thursday, and the next week, next Tuesday, the Kansas. All right, yeah, next Tuesday, the Kansas Highway Patrol Fleet Auction. How about that, John? Yes, if you ever wanted one of those uh, uh, Highway Patrol cars, you have an opportunity to buy one next week in the uh, Kansas Highway Patrol auction. Also. How about that? We have an airplane selling uh, September 7th out of Texas. We sell assets from Colorado to Texas to uh, Minnesota. Uh, we're selling a lot of assets out of Oklahoma, out of Stillwater, Oklahoma, Yukon, Oklahoma, Goldsby, Oklahoma. Uh, most anything that you could need, just get to purplewave.com and take a look at the assets that are being offered. You're the man. John Rogers, Purple Wave Auctions. Thanks for your time, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a million. PurpleWave.com. They've, uh, oh, 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 it's your trigger finger, my bad. They've been great partners of ours from literally day one since we've started doing this show. Sorry, John. That's my fault. He's, he's, I think he's fine with it. Um, Baker Mayfield. I don't know if you've heard. What? Uh oh. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news from Twitter.com. Okay. This is very, very greedy and very, very selfish. Um, after, let's see if it's happened yet. 
Go to my Twitter feed right now, Josh. I am en route. All right. You have to go to the main page. You'll notice something next to my name. It's a big moment. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Let's go. Let's go. Verified. Let's go. Give me a blue check. Now I can tweet crappy opinions about news stories. And it doesn't matter anymore. You're you're white checked in. Uh, it's funny. I it's it's funny because I've I actually had at one point people had made fake accounts with my name and I had to go to Twitter and tell them, "Can you please verify me? These people are and all they would do is they would change the L to like a capital I." So I I got a hold of that, but yeah, yay! What a day! Thank you. I'm gonna. Here's the thing. I'm fired up about it. I'm gonna go home and tell my wife, and she'd be like, "I don't, I don't know what that." So what does that mean? What does that mean? Are you getting paid more? Are you bugging my house right now? There is not, guys. I love this. Usually leads to Kindle crushing me. I love my family and Stuart. If you're listening, don't tattle on me, but. there isn't an event that I leave my house for that a question isn't asked how much we're getting paid for. <laughs> how much you making for this? Babe, I'm going to run. Uh, we got a client meeting. So, um, how much are we getting paid for this? Are you getting paid? Baby, I'm going to go on Saturday night, and I've got a, an event I'm emceeing. What, what's the talent fee for that? What's the vig? I'm going to go and tell her that I got verified, and her reaction is going to be – does it mean we make more money? So you're going to monetize, mean, right? You're going to make more money off of this? Um, yeah, here's – by the way, I, I keep trying to get to Baker. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, their process of getting verified is very similar to the same process, Josh, of whenever you have to get the real ID. Have you gone through that yet? Trying to get the real ID. Um, you got to have like eight different forms of things. It's like, listen, your Twitter feed isn't on this page and what's going on there. But, yeah, big moment. Sean says you're now officially a made man. Yeah, and I'm going to – listen, let me tell you something. I have some thoughts on exactly how this country is being run. And now that I am part of the Blue Check Brigade, you people look out. I am tweeting my political opinions like crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, the only political opinions that I currently have right now is uh, – Don't have a political opinion? Yeah, exactly. Is, is What can I do to continue to lower these gas prices, please? Um, Jason brings up a really good point on the super-secret Textoso line. It wouldn't shock me if Drake Stoops is a captain. Seems like he's loved and respected by everyone. That was a name we didn't bring up. It was a name we did not bring up. Um, ooh, not only am I verified, Josh, but I got a follow from at Twitter Verified. What, what a day. Thank you. Because you really are verified. I'm officially verified now. All right, um, Baker Mayfield. I'm about 3,000 followers away from I don't think applying. it's a follower thing. I think we can get this done. I've got a way. I've got a way to get this done. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. Um, I've learned. I've cracked the code. Not only took me six years to crack the code, but I think I've cracked the code. You have to be a notable individual. That's right. You're very notable. Does anyone do more than Josh around here now? This show, 9 to noon every day, Hawkeye's Wire, which is blowing up, covering Iowa and the Big Ten is the editor of that site. And we have 8,000 pieces of equipment, and every time I turn on any of our websites or log on to them, I feel like you're calling a high school game or doing a coach's show. I think it's time to get Josh verified. I stay busy. I don't know if it's verification worthy, though. We'll find out. Um, Baker Mayfield is the new starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. 
so obviously there's a uniqueness to this, right? Because you have two guys that were top five picks in the same draft that are battling for that starting job. Baker wins the battle. He talked about Sam Darnold. Oh, are we hooked up where it's actually the right We're thing? We're ready, baby. Let's oh, go. look at us. Look at us. Uh, Baker talked about Sam Darnold being in support of the decision. Sam and I knew this day was going to eventually come, but we weren't counting down the days. We didn't know when it was going to happen or anything like that. So I just, just this morning I uh, was made aware that I was going to be starting and saw Sam shortly after. He made it very clear that anything I needed in support or uh, in terms of that aspect, he was going to be there. And that just <clears throat> that just shows what kind of team guy he is. Um, Sam Darnold. We were fighting for the starting job. And every day was our game day out there during camp, You know, especially as we got into these last couple weeks. Obviously, it, it didn't go my way. Coach named Baker the starter. And um, my mindset is... Uh, it is what it is, and for me right now, um, I'm going to do everything I can to support Baker and, um, you know, get him ready to play a game. Um, I Sam Darnold seems very likable, and not just because he's saying nice things about our. Uh, I say our guy. I know we got OSU and Tulsa fans, but our guy Baker Mayfield and non-OU fans that listen. But I mean, he's he's an Oklahoma legend, state of Oklahoma legend. I'm not just saying that, but because Sam Darnold said nice things about Baker Mayfield, but Josh, it it seems as if you know they had a they had a pretty solid competition. And I know some would say, well, they didn't trade for Baker Mayfield to to have him sit behind Sam Darnold. Well, they didn't really give up much, right? What a fifth round pick, a conditional fifth round pick. Probably well, as soon as you made that move, yeah, you, you, it was. Tilted in more than likely Baker right. is going to be the starter. But, but uh, yeah. if Darnold's better, then Darnold would have been the starter. But mm. that's not how it played out. Kudos to him. I mean, obviously, that's what you'd expect in this scenario. You'd expect him to, in a public setting, be supportive and be a good teammate. And, obviously, Darnold was all of those uh, puzzle pieces. Um, a little bit more from Baker. And uh, here's the thing. I don't. The big story to me isn't how Sam's handling this. The people that chopped up the audio for our show today felt like the big story in this is how is Sam Darnold handling this right now. In fact, here was a, a little bit more from, from Baker on, on Sam Darnold. Honestly, just an unfortunate circumstance that we're both here in the same year fighting for a job, but that's the kind of guy he is. He said whatever you need in support, he's just trying to win games, and that's the mentality we've had the whole time. So I truly, truly appreciate that, and he's a, he's a great guy. So, I don't know, dude. I, I don't – I never had a doubt that Baker Mayfield was going to, when he got drafted or got traded there, was going to be the starting quarterback for the Panthers. Never a doubt. I think the question now is, all right, let's 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 step back a little bit. Let's learn a little bit more about this Carolina Panther team. Maybe we need to – maybe we even need to get a, a guest on to talk about it. But wh- where are they? You know, are they in a division that, I mean, let's face it, kind of up in the air, right? Oh, it's all Tampa Bay. Is it? I mean, that's an aging roster now. And they showed some vulnerabilities last year. New Orleans is in year two minus Drew Brees and in year one minus Sean Payton. And you're not going to find a bigger mark for Dennis Allen maybe on the planet. Things didn't go so well for him the last time he was a head coach. Didn't go so well at all. And you got Carolina in that division. You've got Atlanta. What what is going on in Atlanta right now? Rebuild. I, it's not 
crazy to think that this team could contend. You start looking at this roster, and I know the unfortunate thing about how, and this is my opinion, and, and some might disagree with me, but I feel I feel like there is very much a condescending view from NFL people when it comes to coaches who come from the college ranks. And even though Matt Rule has a lot of NFL in his background, well, he came from the college ranks. He can't get it done up here. Look at how they talk about Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, listen, Urban Meyer was his own worst enemy. But you've got to but you got to knock it out of the park if you're going to get their respect. Well, and Nick Saban's the greatest college coach probably in history, and it was not – some slam dunk right. in Miami. And he was a joke to so many people in the NFL in Miami. Though, NFL people tend to maybe forget that Bill Belichick wasn't this rousing success in Cleveland. Yeah. So I, I bring that up just to say Matt Rule has been a guy that has kind of been a – he's been a punching bag. He's been a dartboard for a lot of people, right? And I think they've built a pretty good team, Josh. And, and let's see. Baker's got to play better. Than he did last year. But if they get 2020 Baker and Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, that's a good football team. I'm not telling you they're going to the playoffs. I'm not telling you they're going to the Super Bowl. But they're definitely a team that's going to be battling in that division. I mean, they they went in. Phil Snow, Ask Teddy about Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator. They might have the best edge rusher. Well, I think got Mark Stavenport and others. But they've got one of the best edge rushers in the division. They've they've got a playmaker in Shaq Thompson if he can stay healthy. They've upgraded their their JC Horn, who missed all of last year, apparently has been amazing. And Jeremy Chim, looking back, Jeremy Chim's been incredible for them in the secondary. That's just a handful of guys defensively. I, I'm not here to overly sell you, which is kind of what it's turning into. Uh overly sell you on what Carolina could and should do, but I think more than anything else, Josh, the, the point is they're, they're a pretty good football team. They're a pretty good football team, and they've been a quarterback away from really being able to turn a corner over the last few years. They got a chance. Got to win these first two, no doubt, Cleveland and at the Giants. Those are games that they have to – they got to pocket those because listen to this stretch after that, the next five – Versus the Saints, versus the Arizona Cardinals, versus the 49ers, at the Rams, versus the Bucks, And then they got a Cincinnati trip uh, a couple of weeks after that. So, mm. NFL, man, it's you could probably look so, at almost any team right. and say, ah, oh, man, that's pull, a tough schedule. Pull that schedule back up again. Um, or, or scroll back up a little bit. Here, I can, I can do it real quick. Yeah, that's that's got them in a really good spot. To make, and they were, what, 2-0, 3-1 last year. They've got a chance to maybe start the season 3-0. and That Saints game is really important for them early. But, man, I'm, things get really rough for Baker and Carolina after that. Arizona, San Fran, the Rams, the Bucks. Then you get the uh, Cupcake Falcons trip at, at Cincinnati. Hey, by that point, Desmond Ritter might be the starting quarterback for the – for the Carolina, or excuse me, for the Atlanta Falcons. Good chance. All right, so you heard from Baker, you heard from Sam Darnold. Here's Matt Rule on his new starting quarterback. Yeah, I said, hey, when we know, we know. We felt like we knew, and it was time now with the second preseason game done to sort of start to move forward and say, hey, uh, Baker's the quarterback. Sam, you get ready, and uh, um, 
kind of go from there? Yeah, and I guess maybe for me, where some might think the bigger story is um, the bigger story is how Sam Darnold's dealing with it and things of that nature. But I think, Josh, more than anything else, the bigger story is Baker Mayfield went into a situation and won a starting job in a month over a dude that had been a starter last year. That's – when you spend your time dumping on this dude, that's pretty damn impressive. Oh, big deal. He beat Sam Darnold. I, I don't care. You went into a situation, and in less than a month, the confidence is there to make him your starting quarterback. That's pretty awesome. Um, speaking of that, a little bit more from uh, – from Matt Rowe. Who? What? Matt Matt Rowe. Matt Rowe. Former Baylor coach. Holy smokes. You know, I said, hey, when we know, we know. We felt like we knew, and it was time. Did I just play the exact you did. same cut? All right, here's what I meant to play. At the end of the day, we felt like, you know, Baker's made a lot of progress in a short amount of time, kind of in the, the things I've talked to you guys about. And so um, we felt like it was right to make that move for this team, you know, right now. There you go. So, Baker Mayfield, starting quarterback at Carolina. There's your full breakdown, courtesy of Matt Rule, Little Baker, and a little bit of Sam Darn. Am I being short-sighted if that's how I look at this? It's more of a come-up for Baker than it is a, a beat-down of Sam. Sam Darnold's career as a start is probably done, though, in this league. Unless things go horribly wrong with Mayfield this season, he takes over and plays well. Did you just see the breaking news? It just popped up. KD's going to remain with the Nets. Is that old and I'm just now seeing it? Or is that happening as we speak? Wow. <laughs> we kind of thought that could be a possibility. All right, let's, let's get into it next. Quick break. Breaking news from the National Basketball Association. We're not a big NBA show, but a story like this deserves our attention. We'll get into it next. <laughs> so, this is pretty fresh. Um, hot off the presses. Shams, who who got it first? Oh, the Brooklyn Nets released it. <laughs> Nobody got it. <laughs> Nobody got it first. Good. This is from at Brooklyn Nets. The file and it literally it it had just happened. The following statement has been released by General Manager Sean Marks. Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Sai and Clara Wusai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles yesterday. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind. Build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. So, now what happens next? We are led to believe that Steve Nash... Marks, they're both remaining. What does that mean for the other pieces around Kevin Durant? I don't know. Um, this is kind of interesting what what Bobby Marks who I is Bobby Marks and Sean Marks, aren't they related? I think so. Um yeah, they're brothers. So here is here's what's interesting to me. I are they related? Anyway, um Here's what Sean Marks said last week on ESPN when he was talking about RCP Poppy Marks when he was talking about what the Nets roster might look like whenever we're we're talking about uh, the the potential of Kevin Durant staying. 
Uh oh, is it not working? Talked about this on paper a lot. This roster, right? This roster is probably the best that Kevin Durant has had since his stay in Brooklyn. When you look at Kyrie Irving, a healthy Ben Simmons, and then some of the moves they were able to do as far as TJ Warren and bring back Patty Mills and Nick Claxton, their bench has certainly got a lot better here. Joe Harris is back. Um, we could talk about this team as a top four team. So I think you do everything you in your power to try to fix if what the problem is and, and get Kevin Durant back on board. Do you think this means Steve Nash is going to be fired here in a little bit? Though Steve Nash is mentioned in the release. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Um, there has to be some sort of concession somewhere, right? If Kevin Durant was this upset and wanted to be moved and wanted to, wanted to find a different destination, what was it I want to get away from Kyrie Irving? Was it I want Steve Nash and Marks out, which we were led to believe, yes, that was a – a part of this so if now all of a sudden it's yeah we're good Let, let's just continue this partnership forward Irving is he on the trade block I mean what what is happening here I, I Woj Woj retweeted it but I guess Shams has added a few more details he said that um, the full contingent in the Monday meeting that keeps Kevin Durant a net Included, obviously, the people mentioned in that list. So, hmm. Remember when we used to complain about not getting breaking news on this show? We've got some. We've got some. Um, Is it as simple as he just had a change of heart and realized, you know, maybe I'm not going to wind up with much of a better situation? And also, it's tough to trade Kevin Durant, right? And the Nets to get the type of package back that they feel – equates to Kevin Durant for four years. Can I, can I give one quick opinion before we move on? Because, again, I know that Kevin Durant talk still stirs some kind of emotion in anyone. In fact, the very first reaction to that, uh, who gives a crap about Durant or the Nets or the NBA at all for that matter? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. Give me five minutes here. It's breaking news as we speak. I wonder if the places he wanted to go just weren't available to him. And I wonder if he saw – this is no offense to the talent at Memphis, but I wonder if he started to realize that the places he was going to end up were Memphis. and Well, and Memphis minus a couple of pieces. Right. Because guess what? The Nets aren't just going to say, all right, here's Kevin Durant, and thanks for a couple of crappy first-round draft picks. you got to make the cash work. I mean, all of it. So there you go. Breaking news as we speak, Kevin Durant has, I guess, rescinded his trade demand, now the question becomes, all right, where do they go from here? Who is who is going to take over as – what's going to happen with uh, Kyrie Irving? And is there going to be a coaching change? Very Aaron Rodgers-ish from one Kevin Durant. I'd say so, too. You know, my man Rick Kamla, who, by the way, was on the Malice at the Palace documentary. My man Rick Kamla always had told me whenever we would talk about this story, he goes, bro, it is a – we are crossing a desert. He goes, this is not going to be a bang-bang process where suddenly Durant gets traded or ends up somewhere else. This is going to be a long process. There you go. Now, to be fair, the Kevin Durant saga is not one that has lit up my Twitter feed today, nor has it really generated much buzz on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. But there is a story, Josh – that in an hour and 30 minutes of sports talk radio, we have not hit 
that has set the internet abuzz. We'll get into it next. Plus, I got a few camp notes for you. We got our top five stories of the day. It's ended up being quite a busy Tuesday with Josh on Plank. This is The Ref. We commit to uh, hitting the Air Comfort Solutions text line with you at the bottom of every hour or when you guys humor us. Tons of uh, great reaction to the Kevin Durant conversation. Um, who gives a crap about KD? Uh, please no talk about Cupcake. Get back to OU football. It's from the 214. Yeah, we have cultivated a like, yeah. following here that will not stand for anything hey, I, other than OU. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, but I feel like in order to for all of us to survive three hours when a story breaks, we, we get to it. Uh, and then there was actually a really good question. LeBron, who? LeBron James. LeBron James, LeBron's older brother. LeBron James signed his contract. Duran is staying less than a week later. Interesting. I I mean I don't know that they're related at all. I don't know if those two are tied together or not. But I'm here for if you can help me connect the dots on that. It is fascinating. All right, back to football. Um you know, we haven't really had an opportunity today, Josh, to get into the uh, what I've learned on the Oregon story, but we had this from the 918. Fascinating. The leaders of a 9-3 and team. Nope. Oregon, please. Well, we've learned a lot about this meeting, and I, I guess my question is, who – who called it? Like who are, let me rephrase that. Who leaked it? Because Oregon did not leak it. And that was in all honesty, who you would think, right? I mean, don't you think that Oregon would be the people that would come out and say, big 10's interested in us. We're showing them what we're made of, but it didn't come from Oregon people. So I guess, I guess maybe from my perspective, like who, because a meeting took place. I mean, he didn't make that up. But why? Why would that get out whenever Oregon's played good cops so far with everything Pac-12 related? It doesn't make any sense. Can I read real quick super secret text Oso line? Whenever I was having a conversation with uh, one of my Oregon guys, I asked him. I'm like, so if none of the power brokers are in the meeting in Chicago, is it all Phil Knight? I'm confused by the McMurphy report. Here's, I'm going Dan Patrick on you. Here's what my source told me, Josh, as I hold my phone up. Lawyers, maybe? I'm just as confused and curious why the Big 12 or the Big 10 would leak this. Oregon did not. They haven't leaked a single thing since this started. They've been cordial. John Canzano reported yesterday Oregon hasn't made any demands while discussing the new TV deals. They've been perfect partners. Does Oregon want to leave? Yes. Why should they be making $30 million a year when Maryland, Rutgers, Illinois, and Purdue are making $100 million a season? I think that's going to be the take for a lot of schools. Oregon, Washington, Oklahoma State, Baylor. You know, why, why Why would they be in a position where they would get all that coin and we wouldn't? And I think that – I've, I've often said, hey, there's a seat at the table for everyone. But revenue-wise, it's there's there's two different stratospheres, maybe even a third depending on what the Big 12 and Pac-10 deal looks like. 
but you're either with the Big Ten and 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 the Pac-12, or you're you're everyone else. What if it's not I, the? I'm sorry, Big Ten and SEC. Sorry. What if it's not the Big Ten or Oregon that leaked it? What if other pieces of the college football puzzle or college athletics hierarchy caught wind of this? It would make sense for the Big Twelve. Sure, that's a really good point for right? your mark and his people to try and want this report out there to. Again, show that the Pac-12 is wildly unstable and to try and, again, entice Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah. Hey, let's get off of this sinking ship right now while we still can. Let's go, go, go. Brett Yormark was asked by the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, you got a lot of attention on media day for your Big 12 is open for business comment. How has that been received? Quote, it's been received, I think, in a very positive way. But open for business doesn't just mean expansion where I think some people read into it that it was very much focused on expansion. That's not necessarily the case. It means the conference is no longer going to be stagnant. We're going to be very proactive. We're going to explore and identify any and all opportunities that create value in every aspect. Is expansion a part of open for business? A hundred percent. But it's only a small piece. Yeah, basically he's saying we're looking at streaming options. We are engaging with any sort of distribution partner we can think of. So it's Plank Sean the Ref, 1041 on a Tuesday. R- real quick, just as a side to this, I am um I think I think we know I think maybe the best way to put this is y'all kind of know my background. Right? I've been in radio for a really, really long time. And as important as, as ratings and listeners are in radio, being, I mean, Captain Obvious here, being able to make money is the whole reason why ratings, you make money based on your ratings or the relationships you have with the partners. So bring that up because I feel like, I feel like a lot of times I see in conferences and colleges, there's opportunities to really make some money on things, and it's just, oh, damn, no, no, no we're, we're good here. Whereas somebody who has spent a majority of their career trying to find ways to bring more value to his, his show or station, you know, whatever it might be, it, it it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. You know, I, I think a lot about the Sooner Sports Podcast. And it's very frustrating that that thing isn't just banking right now. Banking. But it's historically, you know, we're still kind of trying to grasp our arms around making things financially solvent. But I I bring that up because it's not just like an OU thing. Uh, OU is always looking to find you know, the best way to en- enrich and enhance the student-athlete experience. But in doing so, I also think, hey, there, there's some ways we can make money here, here, and here. And I think you have people that are starting to realize that, think, oh, why don't we monetize that and we can make more out of that. And unfortunately, some of that is at the expense of fans. <laughs> but when I see that from Brett Yormark, it's exactly what you're saying. Huh, we can make money off this. Why aren't we making money off this? Why don't we do this? What can be our potential tidal wave of cash from something if we do indeed decide to make this available for bidding or this available for bidding. I guess my point in all of it is you don't ever just want to be consumed with, well, how much money are we making? What are we going to get paid for? I I understand that. But there are certain times whenever maybe you just, 
you could be. <laughs> Maybe it could be a little bit more of a driving factor, and I think that's what you're hearing here. It's like, hey, conference realignment's going to be a part of it, absolutely. Maybe expansion, but it's it's one small piece. You know, is there a way that we can be more fan friendly if we do this? But then in the same vein, be more, bring more exposure to our media partners and maybe the better phrase here would be corporate sponsors if we do this. And I'm, I'm glad to see it's opened their eyes. I really do. Now, let's see what that looks like. <laughs> let's see what, what that actually, what that that's vision is. Because right now, it does sound a lot like what you would get when you're either investing in a stock or whenever you're trying to buy something new. It all sounds great, but once I actually do invest that time, money, and I don't know, influence, what does it really what does it really do for, for, for me and what does it do for the conference? Yeah, well the CEO can sit up there and tell you that this is the greatest product of all sure, time. Right. The public will tell you what the demand is, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out. We're going to find out uh, over the next little bit what the demand is for what's left of the Pac-12, what the demand is for the Big 12, and we're going to see how all of this shakes out. 405-329-9000. Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Looky here. Our man Greg. Greg Salia from the Compete Barbecue team has checked in. I Now, is this to chastise me for bringing up Kevin Durant? Greg, am I in trouble? It's, listen, it's football season. I, I you can't you can't override that right now. We're so I'm good. I just wanted to call in and, and say I'll, I'll never forget where I was when I heard Plank was check mark verified on yeah. Twitter. This, yeah, this you know it's a, it's it's a big day. I uh I did uh, I did text my wife and say hey, do you notice anything different? And she's like no. Um, and I sent her a screenshot. I'm like, do, do, do you know what's going on here? She's like, no, I have no idea. Uh-uh. So at least Josh was happy for me, and you were happy for me, Greg. And that's what's most important here, right, at the end of the day? Hey, listen, we support each other, right? <laughs> By the way, speaking, I, I, of, speaking of that, before we get too far removed from here and talking some Sooner football, Greg, you actually have a, an event this weekend that we can be a part of? Absolutely. So uh, Cosmos Q Barbecue Products. Um, you know, they're, they're my, they're my sponsor, one of my big sponsors, <clears throat> and we are having a huge tailgate kickoff event this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 3 at the store. Uh, the store is located off of Meridian and I-40. It's in the same, uh, strip area, strip mall or strip, uh, store area as H&H Gun Range. Uh, we've got three or four different, uh, Competition barbecue teams that are going to be there cooking free barbecue for everybody. There's going to be discounts, giveaways, drawings. Um, uh, other companies will be there. I think Black That's Rifle cool. Coffee Company is going to be there. So this is your perfect opportunity to stock up for your tailgates and get discounts on some of the best uh, barbecue products, not just in the state of Oklahoma, but uh, nationwide. That's awesome. And what time do things get going? So it's from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Oh, on cool. Saturday. Awesome. All right, so I don't know if you want to venture into the captain conversation, but you can attest these are a lot of good dudes on this roster this year. There's going to be a tough decision for well for the players that are voting on this, right? Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, me personally and being an OU fan, you know, my whole life, uh, holding that title – in, in, a, in, a, in the football program that is the University of Oklahoma, you know, carries a lot with it. And it's not just on the field. It's also off the field. Um, 
you know, and, and, and how they represent themselves, the university, the diversity of the life, you know, that we live in right now, um, the world that we live in, how they carry that for the university and, and for the fans overall also. So, um, you know, I trust in the program. I'm, I'm happy where we're at right now since Coach V got here. And, and you know, whoever carries that, that C title, I have no doubt will we'll carry it with, with pride and, and, and do a great job with that and, and the program. You're the man. Greg, appreciate your time, buddy. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. I'll see you. God, we got, I got to spread the word on that. That's cool. We – I, I mean, y'all are okay, right? I mean, we're still going to do some tailgating this year. You're not all panicking and, and freaking out about it. What's the story we got to pay a dollar for, Josh? What'd you find? Well, it is – I was curious to look at the SEC TV deal again for Oklahoma. We've got somebody that texts into the show or has frequently these last couple of days – I'll just read the text to you. Yeah, go ahead. If this the is big, the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. If the Big Ten wants to make the most money, they would go after Oklahoma and Texas, who haven't signed anything binding to the SEC, which kind of got me exploring here. Okay, well, financially, would it be much more lucrative for Oklahoma and Texas to join the Big Ten? I don't think – first off, I don't think that's a possibility. Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. But – because of what the Big Ten has done here with their contract, with Fox and CBS and NBC and how it got structured, can the SEC, yes. I mean, is there an option to go back to the negotiation table here and say, look, we don't want to be this far behind the Big Ten. Are they that far behind the Big Ten? I want to see those numbers again. Well, number one, they're, they're, not, they're not that far behind the Big Ten. The Big Ten's always made more money than the SEC. It's just recently that the SEC – um, had more than them. Can we talk about this after the break? Because I think it's a fascinating conversation. I've seen it more than just my man here from the 405. And by the way, um, Amazon Prime was in this battle for the Big Ten until the final days and got outbid. And the Big Ten, the only team that there's an escalator in their TV contract clause for is Notre Dame. That's one thing we've learned today. So everyone that's like, oh my gosh, they'll about- just add Oregon and Stanford and Cal. Yeah, no, those th- those don't raise the value of the TV deal. They don't. Notre Dame does, but none of those other teams do. Which makes sense. You've got NBC as one of your TV partners. That just chops the pie up more is all it does. So let's get into it next. It's Plank Show on a Tuesday right here on The Ref. So here's to put a cap on that conversation because we don't have a lot of time. And if you're just tuning in, welcome to The Plank Show. Um, There's been a pretty uh, consistent point being made on the Air Comfort Solutions text line about, oh, Big Ten should – OU and Texas should – bolt the SEC and just go to the Big Ten. They'd all make more money. I, I understand where that comes from, but I, I think culturally the SEC is a great fit. The Big Ten isn't really in the South. The Big Ten has expanded border to, like, East Coast to West Coast. They haven't expanded too much towards the South. When they've brought in teams, they've brought in Maryland, Rutgers, historically Penn State, and now they've gone out west with USC and UCLA. You haven't seen them trying to dip into Texas, and that's fine. Um, but I just – I think culturally this is the fit. And I think it would be – if the SEC did expand, I, I would hope that Oklahoma State would be a team that they would look at if they felt like it brought more value. That's me. I just think being in the South is – the if there is one conference that has been pretty true – to its geographic footprint, Josh Elmer, 
it's the SEC. It's yes, Missouri is in there, but still, for the most part, it is the South Eastern Conference. Well, and with Oklahoma and Texas joining and A and M, all of a sudden Missouri doesn't seem as weird having those schools around in the in the league as well. Right. I hear what you're saying. Missouri's not necessarily a southeastern school, but culturally, yes. It's great fit. it's a great fit for Oklahoma. In terms of the vision for the Sooners going forward, you just look at the recruiting rankings where Oklahoma's number seven and climbing those boards and probably gonna finish top five, maybe even top three if a couple of dominoes fall that way. That's in part because of the SEC move. And I think the SEC media deal with ESPN is is incredible, and we're going to get – and the ESPN Plus deal for Oklahoma, which I think is going to become something that every school is going to want to have. I really do. I think that's what the Longhorn Network is going to eventually become as well. But I'll just add, I mean, if – I understand the natural thing is you say, that's $100 million a school. Why aren't we getting that? Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, they're all going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Oklahoma's getting fifteen million. And and where would you, where would you rather win? Would you rather win right now by a couple million dollars in the bank, or would you rather be a couple million dollars short and have the best football on the planet? And that's where the SEC is. No disrespect to the Big Ten, none whatsoever. But what is the Big Ten? It's Ohio State. And if Michigan can get things going consistently, then maybe a little Michigan. But it's been Ohio State for the last 15 years. Michigan State made the playoffs. True. But where'd they go? They ended up firing their coach. All right, we got I could talk about this all day. What's we'll the top five stories today next?